Hello, and welcome to Storyteller In-Depth, a podcast where we go behind the scenes to learn more about the School of Communications, Media, Arts, and Designs, People, Places, and Things. I'm your host, Pat Quigley. Think about the last animated show you watched. You can probably play out the illustrations in your head. Remember the storyline, essentially the end product. But what is often not considered, other than those who work in this industry, are the individuals that play important roles to be able to get you to see the show. One of those roles being a production coordinator. But what exactly is a production coordinator? We're speaking with Mollison Fireman, a 2020 grad of our children's media program who works as a production coordinator at an award-winning animation studio. Mollison also has her own experience writing an animated story and, of course, has a passion for animation. So without further ado, let's dive into the behind the scenes of animation. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to get to chat and find out a little bit more about you and, and what you do uh, in your everyday. But first, can you just um, talk a little bit about who is Mollison and, and uh, introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, um, I'm Mollison. I'm uh, currently a production coordinator at a animation studio called Industrial Brothers. I work on a show called Dino Ranch, which is a really cute dinosaur cowboy preschool animated CG series. Uh, outside of work, I am a rescue dog mom of a little three-legged dog named Spinelli. I always have to give her a shout out. Um, and I do a lot of hiking. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my my life. Cool. Spinelli like from Recess Spinelli or like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, animation all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> Every aspect of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So you said you're a production coordinator. So what exactly is a production coordinator and what do you typically do in your day-to-day life? Yeah, a production coordinator, uh, like the short and sweet answer is you basically are just making sure that all the artists on the show that you're working on have what they need to do their jobs fully. Uh, And typically a production coordinator works in a specific department or maybe a sort of stream of related departments, uh, depending on the size of the show, sort of the scale of the show. Uh, and you make sure everyone understands the schedule. They know when things are due. They know what episode they're working on. They have all the design references they need to do their job. Uh, I work right now in editorial. Uh, so a lot of my my job is scheduling edit sessions with the directors and the editor, making sure everyone knows when uh, animatics are due. Animatics are like, uh, <laughs> just in case, who knows, who knows what. Uh, but uh, animatic is when you basically cut the storyboard together, which is a hand-drawn, blueprint of the show into like the full length version of what all the shots will look like. Uh, And so I just make sure that those get done on time. We send them to the client to get approvals. Uh, I work with storyboard revisionists who help make adjustments to uh, the storyboard panels as the animatic gets cut together to make sure that the show basically is a hand-drawn version of exactly what the director wants the episode to look like at the end of the day. Uh, It's a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of scheduling, uh, a lot of communication. Uh, you're kind of like a, a glorified cheerleader with spreadsheets. So you make sure everyone's feeling good, uh, feeling motivated. Yeah, that's kind of a 
long but short <laughs> description of what we do. Cool. It's really, really interesting. I've loved animation for my entire life, and it's always been something I've been very passionate about. Um, but for your role as like a production coordinator, what's something that people might not know about the role that people don't think about? Oh, that is that is a tough one. Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone thinks about this role in their day to day at all. Like, I think when you watch, <laughs> I, I maybe it's just me. But I think when you watch a movie, like an animated movie, you're not thinking about all the little like details, numbers, little charts and spreadsheets and emails that go into making sure people know what they're supposed to be doing day to day. I think that's like not really a glorified part of putting a movie or a TV show together. Um, and it took me a long time to figure out that it was what I wanted to do because it's such an invisible part of the show at the final result. You know, we get a little uh, credit in the role, like so you can see there were four production coordinators on the show, um, but you know, it's not something you often hear about unless you kind of get specialized into the um, into the uh, show itself, so yeah. Wow. So I guess in, in the role of a production coordinator, you'd be having to wear like a lot of hats and you need to be a pretty skilled multitasker. Is that is that right to say? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what are some like techniques you have enabled to keep track of projects and deadlines? And have you found certain like tools and methods that have helped you? Yeah, um, I actually I have ADHD, which a lot of people in the arts have, a lot of people in the world have. Um, so it's I always laugh that it's actually like very ironic that my job is everything that my like brain isn't actually very good at doing automatically. Like, I'm not very good at keeping track of things. I'm not very organized just in my like free thinking thoughts. Uh, and growing up, I had to really learn how to structure my life externally to be able to cope with schoolwork and homework deadlines and uh, all your like job scheduling as I got older and all that kind of stuff. And I think it was through learning how to do that that I actually became good at what I do now. Um, because it's not necessarily what I would call like natural to me. Some people in production are like those naturally organized people who have like 30 different colors of highlighters on them at all times. And, you know, like always <laughs> have a plan for everything. Um, so yeah, I, I, my probably biggest strategy is that I never leave anything just inside my own head. Everything has to be externalized to kind of hold yourself accountable. So if you don't write it down in an email or put it on your calendar uh, put it on your to-do list, uh, you know, put it on your spreadsheet schedule or whatever kind of hard copy you're working on to reference what is supposed to be happening. I always say like, I don't know anything in my brain. I only know like what is on the documents I've created. Uh, so making sure those are always up to date to hold, I kind of use them to hold myself accountable and that's been really helpful. Uh, yeah. So you work in animation why why that medium and why did you want to be a part of that uh side of production and and, t and like creating things uh, i like you said you said you're about yourself earlier like i loved animation when i was a kid and then as i grew older like my parents were kind of like why are you still watching cartoons that are made for eight-year-olds like you're 16 <laughs> and i just like loved them uh and i think like i remember if anyone ever asked me what i wanted to do like kind of like wildest dream like what would your job be and i was like i would love to work at pixar and they're like oh cool like what would you want to do there 
And I like didn't have an answer for that at all. Like, I was like, I can't draw. I'm not really a designer. Like, I'm not that good at computers. Like I couldn't actually think of like what I just thought, oh, wow, it would be so cool to like work on a movie like up or work on something like this that I love watching so much. Um, and I, I have a background in theater. So I ended up uh, going to theater school. I thought I wanted to be an actor. Uh, and then through that, I kind of learned that I liked directing more. Uh, and I also had a lot of jobs as like a camp counselor. Uh, uh, I worked in the library in the summer, like summer reading club programs for kids and stuff like that. So I always loved being around kids and working with them. I found them so much more fun than grownups. Um, so then I ended up making theater for kids. I toured around Canada with a couple of productions that I directed or wrote or produced. And kind of through that, I found I was always procrastinating the like creative work with more production-based tasks i would have more fun like building a schedule than you know dissecting a script or all that kind of stuff um which like surprised me a lot because i love the creative stuff too but i just found like i could lose myself for hours doing scheduling and then realize like oh no i've scheduled all this but i haven't actually like written the the scene that we're supposed to be rehearsing or whatever um so that's kind of how i ended up interested in production um yeah, and then I eventually ended up back at school uh, to study children's media and eventually ended up uh, really focusing in on animation. And that's kind of how I ended up where I am now. That's awesome. That's incredible to, to follow your dreams in that way. It's just, I, I, I'm, you know, good on you for, for following your dreams. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, cool. it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So back in 2020, you wrote a web comic called Camp Coop. Can you dive into that a little bit and tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, um, Camp Coup is like uh, something I would classify as not totally unproducible, but like unproducible content in a, in a way. Like the, the dream of what I wanted it to be was like completely my own, completely everything I wanted to say, um, kind of unfiltered. And when I was, I developed it at school in a um, TV development class. And I kind of just said like, big picture, like no limits, what would I want to write about? And I wanted to talk to kids about, uh, you know, anti-capitalism <laughs> mostly. Uh, and, you know, when I was a kid, I felt like every lesson I was told through, you know, teachers and whatever was always about um, like behaving <laughs> and getting along with everyone and being good and obeying your teachers and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I wanted to do kind of the opposite of that. like what like think your own thoughts and act on your own thoughts um so yeah i were i developed a, a show concept called camp coup which was about a group of summer camp kids who didn't get along with the counselors because the counselors were kind of uh oh what's the word uh tyrannical i guess <laughs> and so they were rebelling against these camp counselors uh to kind of make camp more fair and more just and then that concept uh, when the pandemic hit, I applied with the illustrator who I collaborated with, uh, Mirka Lewazel. Um We ended up applying with that pitch to a CBC uh, digital first uh, grant to turn it into a webcomic. And it was like a pandemic specific grant uh, that was for people who had uh, experience in a craft that was no longer like a live craft or um, live performance craft that they couldn't do during the pandemic. So it was a really perfect because Mirka and I had coordinated or had collaborated together on uh, theater shows a lot. And so for us to be able to say like, we've done theater, but now we can't because we're stuck in our houses. 
so we're going to make a comic book, which is like theater, but on a page. Um, so that's kind of how that happened. It was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, I kind of like went through it a little bit and I was really, it was really, really interesting. And I'm just wondering, like, what were your thoughts on the final results and the response that it got from people? I think it was like, it, it kind of went a lot further than I ever um, imagined that it would, to be honest. Like I, I, when I was in school, I was very um, big, kind of big, all the big ideas that you don't actually think would work in real life. Like school is such a great time to like push the limits of what you can do. Um, and I knew like a show about being a rebel as a kid, like not, it's not really that digestible um, for like a corporate, you know, mass market, market <laughs> um but i ended up meeting like just kind of all the right people i met um a i ended up interning at a production company called little engine and uh the producer there maria she just really loved it and so she actually let me pitch it or she supported me in pitching it out like internationally like we pitched it out in latin america we pitched it to france like everywhere and no one ended up picking it up but it was a really amazing experience to get to um like talk to people about it and most people's input was like, this is really cool and really relatable and something that I don't think, you know, enough um, people are talking about with kids. So I think people are trying to be like, they sometimes try to be very careful about what's too far in terms of, uh, you know, anti-capitalist children's content. Um, but, you know, people were really open to it. Uh, and then there's like always these really random little things if you're pitching a show um that get in the way of it making it to like becoming the next spongebob like one company they were like well we already have a uh show with a similar pastel color palette that's also about summer camp so like what you're gonna do you can't <laughs> you can't compete with that they got their first word on um but yeah it it went it was really fun like i feel like it really got to live a cool life in development uh it's a little bit on the shelf right now if anyone wants to buy it call me uh, but, yeah Cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's really cool to see what little projects you do in the, in, at college can kind of help propel you into where you are today. And, you know, I had a, I had a project a long time ago that I wanted to do that had a lot to do with like puppets and stuff like that. And then eventually I got to do some interning on like some little things with puppets and work with the, the Henson company. And I was like, this is awesome. I love all this. This is great. Um, Nothing ever flushed out. They didn't want to pick up, you know, doing the puppet show. But, you know, maybe someday. Maybe someday. Mm -hmm. um, it's but, it's you know, always cool to see how far your ideas can go, really. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so this was a course assignment in the children's media program that obviously launched into something bigger. Um, but let's go back to the journey that led you to the program at Centennial. So what initially drew you to the children's media program? And what was that experience like? Uh, going to the program. Yeah, I, I love the story of how I got into the program because it was like, it felt like a movie. <laughs> um, I I was kind of just at like a, one of those points in your life where I just didn't know like what to do. I had a good job, but it wasn't quite exactly what I wanted to be doing. And, um, you know, I had been in theater for a long time in nonprofit arts. It's really hard to make a good living. And I didn't really feel like I was getting as far in the direction that I wanted to be in nor could I really see like how I was going to get there. And so I just felt like stuck. Um, and I actually had a call with a career counselor one morning who like I, we talked and whatever. And she was like, well, maybe you need to go back to school, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
And then that afternoon, like maybe four hours after I'd had this phone call with a career counselor, I met someone through my partner who was in the children's media program. Uh, at a play reading, she came to read uh, for a part in a play that I was producing at the time. And she was like, oh yeah, I sorry, I just came from school. And I was like, oh, like what school are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm doing children's media. And my mouth just like dropped because I was like, that is, that exists. Like that is exactly what I would like to do. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, I don't know, like I was so lost and this just like exactly what I knew I wanted kind of just like found me in that day. Very, uh, I don't know, uh, poetic. <laughs> kind of. um, yeah, and I like, talked to her about it a little bit. And, you know, it was a one year program. I knew I didn't want to go back to school for like, I kind of knew I wanted to be in media. But I didn't think I could go back to school for like four years to basically like take a whole new degree. And so it was just like, mm -hmm. everything about it was like one year, one and done. All the students were kind of everyone had to have a degree already so it was all like mature students really great group of people to collaborate with and kind of learn from and um yeah and did you ask what the, the program was like as well or just how did i end up there <laughs> yeah well what was your experience like in the program did you enjoy it yeah um yeah it was it was a whirlwind like it's a really busy program which is what i wanted like i knew um i wanted to be challenged and i think I said with a couple of people, like, like, we don't want to be coddled. I want to like figure out how to make a career for myself. Um, and it was really challenging and it was like the best way to try everything you did. And like some things I really didn't like, like I, I learned in that program that I did not want to be a writer, which <laughs> I don't think I expected, but every time I got a writing assignment, I was like, Ugh, like, this is so boring and slow. And like, <laughs> there's so many like, sort of templates you have to follow and rules you have to follow, which like was not my thing. Um, and I felt like I got to chase a lot of passions and learn what I did not want. And then I ended up, I think, surprising myself when what I really loved was the production side and the kind of more business side of things, which is funny because like when I went into the program, I probably would have said like, oh, business sounds boring, but writing sounds fun. And then I came out of the program being like completely the opposite. And um, so I think like one, uh, the big focus that we were told at the very beginning of the year was like, give yourself a couple months to not choose, like try everything. And then by the end of the whole program, that's when you can really like choose what you want to do. Um, and yeah, that ended up being really useful for me. So, yeah. That's awesome. And what were some of like useful skills or knowledge that you gained from the program and how has it helped you in your career today? Uh, the the biggest thing it helped me with was learning how to network. And, uh, and that's not something we learned like sitting down in a lecture. It was just something that was really um, kind of stressed upon us by all our teachers was that like networking was the key to everything. Um, and uh, they also gave us like a really great framework to start. First of all, all our teachers were industry professionals. So like every day showing up to class was a networking win. Uh, they often had connections that they would either bring in to teach uh, a, like a guest lecture uh, or like they might be able to put you in touch with someone. There were some opportunities I had to actually like, get out to volunteer and try out kind of a certain uh, field of work for a day. And that was really cool. Uh, and then, yeah, as I said, like eventually you kind of had an idea of what you wanted to do and you could really like sink your teeth down into it. Uh, and I learned a lot about the back end of uh, like TV business and TV production that I really had no idea about before I came in. 
uh, yeah, but like, I still hope, I still sometimes have to like pull things out of my jar of what I learned to be like, oh wait, I know this from school from four <laughs> years ago. Like, let me dig up my notes or whatever on it. Um, so there's some things you learn that you don't even like realize that you learned. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, every day I think I'm like, oh man, I, I, I did learn that in school and how do I apply that now to the issue or the whatever's going on in my life right now? Like, it's, it's cool to make yeah, those connections. Yeah, and in my like university, like, I had a very academic uh, undergrad experience, and I think I like left it being like, well, what of that can I actually like use in my day to day life? And this was totally the opposite. Like everything we learned was like directly applicable to like when you showed up on a job and had to know this. <laughs> so that was a huge, uh, a huge benefit. Yeah. Cool. So. As a graduate, how has it been navigating the industry? And has there been anything that surprised you about the industry as a professional now? I think the most surprising thing is how nice everyone is. And like, I don't know if that's specific to children's media, because everyone loves kids and like probably came from a place of wanting to make content for kids. Um, and I think most people are nice to kids. so They're just nice people. But it really, like, it was overwhelming. I will say that the experience of finding my first job was so much harder than I probably expected it to be. I think a lot of uh, a lot of lucky people have an internship that just turns into a job that that's, like, their route. You know, they don't really even have to apply for something. And I think I just, like, assumed that would happen for me. Um, and that wasn't the case. Like, I had a great internship, but there was no job for me at the end of it. Um, and it wasn't actually even in animation. So once I decided I wanted to go into animation... I kind of had to like steer my uh, internship experience, which was in like uh, reality and documentary uh, development into being good at animation. Uh, so I was definitely surprised at how hard it was, but I was also surprised at how many people were willing to help me. Uh, like I, I think it actually made me like a, a nice person. <laughs> because like I, I now every time, you know, if people are listening, feel free to LinkedIn message me. Like every time a new graduate is messaging me, asking for help, I'm like, okay, how can I help? Because like so many people helped me. And if they hadn't been there, I would have been so like ruined. <laughs> so, like, I will, I will help you if you like seek it out. Um, I think I like, mm -hmm. it's a pay it forward system. I think that everyone is just like bought into. Um, yeah. And it like, it's not, it's not easy. And uh, it's a competitive industry for sure. But if you're dedicated and if you are, you know, like at the baseline likable, and nice and thoughtful and willing to make those connections, you know, you will find your way and you will find the right people for you. So. Cool. Um, so what kind of projects have you worked on and what are you currently working on? I have been so lucky with what I've gotten to work on. Uh, you know, I've, I've worked on some really cool uh, projects. My first CG animated series that I was hired on is up on Netflix. It's called Daniel Spellbound. Uh, and it's a like eight to 12 tweenish uh, action magic series that is so inventive and so innovative. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and my bosses all knew that. <laughs> but you know, they kind of like took a chance on me. Uh, so I think they saw that I had, you know, a spark and a passion for it. And I literally had to learn everything. And the show that I was working on was so innovative. Like we basically, they were building a whole new pipeline, like a whole new way of doing animation kind of. 
Um, and I didn't even know that. I was just like, I don't know anything. So everything's new to me. Um, and now that I know more about a more standard um, way to make content, <laughs> I look back on like how cool that was that I got to experience that. It was very unique. And the show is so cool. Uh, like it really helps if you like love the project you're working on. So I really lucked out in that regard. Uh, and right now I'm working on Dino Ranch season three, which is a Disney plus and CBC co-production, uh, not Disney plus, but Disney, um, ABC, Disney and, uh, CBC. And it's a really cute preschool show about dinosaur cowboys. <laughs> it is awesome. And probably my favorite thing about Dino Ranch, the show I'm working on now is how they handle, um, they have a really, uh, appropriate and thoughtful and um dedicated approach to a diversity and inclusion uh, we were nominated for a glad media award this year which is like a lgbtq queer community uh, media award for a preschool show like so cool uh, we have like characters with uh, various disabilities characters of all ethnicities and all of the thought that goes into um doing all that representation authentically I just like really appreciate um, being able to be really proud of the way that the team works and the way that the content is made. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Really awesome. Like congratulations on, <laughs> on everything that's going on. You're a busy, busy person. Yeah, I'm busy and I'm very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you've, you've talked a little bit about, you know, some of your, your passions and, and and what you love to do and like is there is there a show that you would ever want to try and reboot to revive or is there a dream show that you'd want to work on someday okay well recess um <laughs> recess is one of my favorites uh i also was talking to someone about this really random show i used to be obsessed with called pb and j otter i really oh, yeah. love otters i wrote um they were in my web comic as well um I just it's like about otters who live in a fisherman's wharf on a houseboat and all their friends are different animals who live on houseboats that's all i remember about it but i was obsessed with it as a kid um and not a lot of people know about it so if it ever got rebooted i would have to beg for a job on that <laughs> um or i don't know if like encanto ever became a show there's any I'll, everything <laughs> yeah. yeah i have a lot of favorite a lot of favorites we'll leave it at recess encanto and pb and j otter Okay, cool. I know, I think PB&J Otter's on Disney Plus. So if you wanted to look that it up, it should be on there. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so what what would you say is your favorite part about your job now? Oh, I have a lot of favorites. Um, I, I love the people. Like, everyone's so different and um, everyone is so talented. It is really inspiring to just work with people who are so good at what they do. And like, as someone who loved animation, both as a kid and now, like, I, I believe animation artists are magicians. Like I don't even, like I, even though I schedule it, and even though I manage it, it still is like baffling to me how it becomes what it is and how they do what they do. And um, yeah, so I, yeah, I gotta say the people, it's really, really like awesome to see people doing great work and with like such a great attitude and unique personalities and interesting just interesting people yeah awesome so do you have any advice for someone who might want to enter the children's media program and become a production coordinator production coordinator just like yourself uh 
yeah, my biggest advice is to just make friends. And you like, I'm an introvert. I'm not even really that <laughs> I'm pretty friendly, but like, I wouldn't consider myself like a people person. Um, and so I don't want to say that isn't like, if you're not a people person, you can't do it. But I think you ha do have to learn how to ask for help respectfully and politely and rely on people and support people. And I've learned a lot about that through my, you know, short as of yet career. Um, and I think, yeah, the best way to get where you need to be is by making really great connections with people who are willing to be on your team. So that's my biggest advice. And something that uh, my, my last producer said that really stuck with me is there's a lot of people in this industry who are entitled. Don't be entitled, be the best. And that has really stuck with me because I think it's easy to think like, I deserve this, I deserve that. You know, I'm good at what I do, but just put your best effort into your best work and your work will speak for itself and you'll get where you need to go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that is a great, you know, piece of advice for to end off the podcast on. So thank you so much, Mollison, for, for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was fun to chat. What amazing takeaways from this conversation. I think we can all appreciate animation even more when we consider all the work involved in getting a show to your screen. We explored so many topics in this episode, but Mollison mentioned some great multitasking tips that she uses in her everyday job. So the question we like to pose for this episode is, what tools do you turn to in order to stay organized or when you have a full to-do list? Leave some tips in the comments of our Instagram post at Story Art Center. And while you're there, let us know the animated show you wish could get rebooted. I, for one, am Team The Weekenders. Remember that show? Until next time, I'm Pat Quigley, and this is Storyteller In Depth.